It is good to be back in the house of the Lord today. And it's good to celebrate the goodness of God in our lives. We find today the words of Paul in the reading in his letter to the Romans, the 8th chapter, the 26th verse through the 39th verse. Hear these words. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Who Christ Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, or any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever-equipping God, as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts, that we might bear fruit here on earth just for you. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak, and may we, as your people, have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. I have been to the top of the mountain. And if you don't believe it, I've spent two weeks at the top of the mountain. And I can say that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing at all. 
we get caught up in the news every day about the number of new COVID cases. We get caught up in the political wrestling of our leaders and an election coming up and all the conspiracy theories and all the things that are going on. We struggle with how to love one another because of the color of our skin and the oppression that's happening in our society. But the one thing I can assure you on this day is our God is God. And that our God knows us. Our God knows our very intimate being that he created in our mother's womb and shaped us to be in this very moment. We left Paris in different vehicles. She to go shop in Oklahoma City with her daughter for several days until she ran out of, we joke, that's her hunting trip. So until she ran out of bullets, money. And I left to go with the boys to the mountains to catch a fish. They say you catch a man a fish, you can feed him for one meal. But if you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. I had the opportunity to teach two of my new friends, two of my old friends, how to fly fish in the beautiful mountains of Colorado. And we met God. Went tired struggling with everything you struggle with, just like you struggle, tired of the mass, tired of the confinement, tired of the pressure, tired of trying to figure out how do we find peace in this world because we are believers. We do believe that Christ died for us and that all human beings are created equal and our mission on this earth is to love one another in spite of the mask, in spite of the skin color, in spite of where we live, in spite of if they're mean or nasty people or if they're kind and beautiful people, God called us to do one thing, love one another. And so you go. You go away. You want to leave it all behind. You want to run away. You want to just go off and be in your happy place where the world can't affect you, the world can't see you, and you can do whatever you want. Now, believe me, when a preacher gets with his best friends and they know him personally as a human being and he lets his hair down, it gets a little crazy sometimes. And they love me for who I am. They forgive me for what I say and what I do, but they love me for who I am. And the last thing I ever wanted to talk about when I went on vacation was, you know what? Church. I don't want to talk about the politics of the church. I don't want to talk about the pressure of helping people understand to love one another. I don't want to talk about how the church deals with COVID. I don't want... I would just want to go be. You ever get there? You ever get there in your own life that you just want to be? You don't want all that pressure in your life? And what's wrong with that perspective is that we put ourselves at the center of our world. And we try to handle things ourselves. I'm just like you. My friends in Amarillo are just like you. My daughter and my wife shopping in Oklahoma City trying to escape the pressures. They're just like you. We want some relief. But the problem is we as people of God forget where that relief is found. We forget that nothing. Did you hear Paul today? There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Not that mask you have on your face. Not that quarantine you're sitting in. Not that struggle you have with your neighbor. Not that struggle you have with your family, not that grief you're feeling because your friend died. None of that stuff will ever, ever, ever separate you from the love of God. 
I didn't go on vacation looking for God. I went on vacation for relief. I was running to get away, to go do what I knew and what I loved. But you know what I found? I found a rainbow trout about that big. (laughs) I found some best friends that I knew were my best friends. But I found God. I found God. I quit worrying about COVID. I quit worrying about racial relationships. I quit worrying about the struggles of the upcoming political wrestle for November. And in the heart of a little five-year-old girl, nothing separates us from God. See, we were staying in a duplex trailer. It's nothing fancy. It's a little bitty thing. Cost maybe a hundred bucks a night. Three of us grown men sleeping in a two-bedroom. Don't ask, but we made it work. Thank God for air beds, right? And next to us was a retired Major League Baseball player. His wife and a five-year-old daughter. And when she walked out, the sun rose anew every morning. She was this little outgoing personality. She just couldn't stand being by herself. She had to get out and see what the world had to offer. She was a t-ball player. She loved to play baseball. We'll call her Sally. That's not really her name, but you don't need to know her name. You need to know her person. And Sally just shined. You see, we're all in public relations is what we do. All three of us, we're around 60 years old and We all were ready to get away. One's in law enforcement and leads a county in law enforcement. Another one, public relations with a church nonprofit organization. We were ready to get away. And Sally walked right into our lives. You see three old grumpy men standing next to this, staying next to this young family. And this little bubble of energy comes bursting out. We're just sitting around trying to breathe because especially me, I'm from sea level and now we're up at 9,000 feet and I can't breathe anyway. And Sally comes out and she just starts to talk. She doesn't care that we're 60 years old. She doesn't care that we can hardly run and go fetch the ball that she's hitting. She doesn't care that we're cooking out and being loud at night. She just wants to be in relationship. And when I saw God, it was like this. The three of us sitting around a picnic table having just finished dinner. Sally was standing on the porch. It's a, now, it's, it's, picture a, a duplex trailer house, a short duplex trailer house. And there's this made wooden porch with sticks for the shade. Not in the, if it rained, it came through the awning that, that protected us, supposedly. So we're sitting out in the yard in the picnic table eating dinner and Sally walks out on the porch and begins to talk. And she picks out my friend Joe. And she starts to talk to him. And my friend Joe's heart gets this big. And Joe's spirit, this quiet, non-assuming man, this man who stands at the back of every crowd, doesn't want to be at the front, always afraid that he might say the wrong word or the wrong influence for God, steps up to the plate and engages immediately with Sally. And you know what she says to him? What's your name? 
She's five. She needs to know his name. And he says, my name is Joe. Well, that was it. From then on, the rest of the week that we were there, it was Joe and Sally. I could hear Sally in her trailer talking to her mama, saying, can I go play with Joe? Can I go talk to Joe? And you know what God did? God showed us. It's not about all that stuff. It's about relationship. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, not the flatlands, not the lowlands, not the highest mountain. Nothing can separate you from the love of God because God wants to be with you. God wants you to have what it is you need to have to fill your spirit. And I'm not talking personal property. I'm talking about the spirit that fills us and loves us and takes us wherever we go. And so I sat back for a week. She never learned my name. But she knew Joe. And they left midway through the week. And the one thing Sally wouldn't do was get in the car. When it came time to leave, she just pulled from her mama and her daddy. They had loaded the dog. They had loaded the box. They had loaded everything they were supposed to load. They were headed back to South Texas to their hot home. Sally wouldn't get in the car. She needed to say goodbye to Joe. And so her parents let her. We were all bundling up, fixing to go fishing. We were heading out. Stinky, smelly guys. We had showered maybe once or twice over the whole week. Sally ran up and hugged Joe and said goodbye. And God showed up. Joe knelt down on his knees and gave her the big hug. And the hope is that someday they'll see each other again. But we'll never forget Sally. We'll never forget the love that she showed us. Three stinky old grumpy men. She loved us unconditionally. She loved us where we were. And she reminded us that God is present even in those moments when you run away. Well, then vacation changed. I had to come home to Amarillo, Texas. I mean, I didn't have to. I got to come home because my wife was in Amarillo, Texas. And I got to be reunited with my wife after about 10 days of being apart from one another. And it was wonderful to see her again. I was refreshed. I had breathed the mountain air. And we jumped in the car and we went right back to the mountains. And all the way out there, we talked. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that gorgeous? And we talked about God's creation. What separates you from God in your life? Do you not notice the little things that are around you that Christ died for? Those little voices that speak to you, that beautiful creation? I often wonder how someone can experience earth and not believe in a God. Because the Creator is so great. The Creator is so great. The Creator has thought about everything you need to restore your soul. And so we visited, and you know how it is when your husband and wife, you're in your, getting close to your 60s, and you start to dream about the years that are to come. What will that look like when we're 70? Are we going to be living next to our grandkids? Are we, going to be, are we going to be living on top of a mountain somewhere? What will it look like? I don't know about you, but Mary and I dream a lot. And we were dreaming, and we were driving around up on the top of a mountain. We were about 11,000 feet up in the air. We were talking about church and the struggles of church. And we were talking about profession and what it means to be a pastor and a minister and what that looks like as we close in on our 70s. No, we're not there yet. We've got a ways to go. But you talk about it. 
Don't you all talk about it? Didn't you talk about it before you got there? But there was something we weren't including. God. We were talking about grandkids. We were talking about COVID. We were talking about the election. We were talking about all those things. But we weren't talking about God. I mean, we marveled at creation. The herds of elk that we saw, the deer that we saw, the fish that we caught. But where was God in all this plan? Did you know that God is intimate in your everyday life? He called you, he predestined you, he knows you, he justified you, and most of all, he glorifies you if you're willing to accept that. When you're a minister, you get tired sometimes. Because you push and you push and you push and you push. And life gives and life gives and life gives. People take and people take and people take. And you need to go to the mountaintop. And you need to experience God. One day we were dreaming. We were driving at the very, very top. We were about mm, 11,600 feet in the air, if we were in the air. But we were on a road. We were looking at property and dreaming and talking about what it looks like, what the future might look like when we get old. And we turned down. Me, I'm an adventuresome spirit. I have a four-wheel drive truck. I'll go just about anywhere. And I turned down an old logging road. It was on the edge of the mountain. Now, my wife, she doesn't like those roads that have those drop-offs. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know that she doesn't trust the driver or she doesn't trust God. But I know we pulled off on a logging road. Then I said, come on, let's walk over to the edge. And let's look over the edge. And we looked over the edge, and there lay before us this beautiful valley. Meadows and mountains. You could see almost the clouds where they touched the earth. It was kind of a hazy, misty day. You could just breathe deep that cool mountain air, 65 degrees. It was wonderful. And we just paused for a moment. You remember, we're on a logging road on the backside of a mountain. And we've been talking about what the future looks like. And I whispered to Mary a selfish thought. Wouldn't it be nice to have a little of this? I mean, really, right? Wouldn't it be nice to have a little of this? Not thinking about God. Not thinking about anything but us. And in my mind, this voice says, you have all of this. You. You have all of this. Looking over creation over the valley, higher than the elk and the deer, closer to the clouds than we are to the depth of the valley. And the Spirit whispers, why do you want a little of it when you have all of it? What can separate us from God? The one who called us, the one who ordained us, the one who died for us. Christ died for us so that we can be in a relationship and God knows right where we are. Now, when those things happen to me, I almost need confirmation. You know, I, I, my name's not Thomas, but once in a while, I kind of get right there with Thomas. Did God really say, say that to me? Did I really just hear what I think I just heard? Did I tell you we're on a back logging road on the back of a mountain where nobody is? And I hear a noise. A man on a bicycle. 
comes riding up behind my pickup. And we're a ways from the pickup. Y'all ever seen me ride my bike? Anybody know what color helmet I wear? I wear an orange one. And it's bright orange. Because I want you to see me. Right? Do you want to know what color helmet the guy had on? All the colors in the rainbow. Do you know what color helmet the man had on? Orange. And he came riding up on a brand of bicycle that I used to own. And he stops. And we said, do you know where this road goes? And we begin to talk. Do you know God? Y'all ever messed with God a little bit? Do you know how God works? God knows your heartbeat. We're on the backside of a mountain overlooking a valley, dreaming about what our future is going to look like. And God whispers to me and says, you have all of this. And sends a messenger on a bicycle in an orange helmet who happens to be a pastor from another church. And we talk about the struggles of the church. We talk about the wrestling of things that we've been going through, the virtual worship. We talk about how hard it is to be church today in the midst of this pandemic. And he tells me this one thing. He tells me his name. Do you know how important it is to have somebody's name? Because then you recognize the creation of God in each one of you. And I gave him my name. And I just looked at Mary. All of this. You don't need a part of this. You have all of this. Because nothing can separate you from God. Not the height, not the depth, not illness, not pain, not the present, not the future. Nothing can separate you from God because God is with you. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ and you've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, then there's nothing. Nothing can separate you. And God will send you reminders in your life that say to you, I am with you. My new friend Jeff rode off. And we got back in our truck and I was speechless. I didn't go looking for God. I basically was running from God. I didn't want to play church anymore when I left. I wanted to go breathe mountain air. And God showed up in God's biggest way. And God said, don't you forget that I know you and you have all of this. And my struggle has been, when will we be church again? When will we fill the pews again? When will we be able to go out and do ministry again like we know how to do ministry? When will we be able to go be kind again to those that we want to be kind, that God's called us to be kind to? When will we be able to gather in public again and serve others? I looked his name up on the internet after we got down the mountain. I know his full name. I know the church he worships, he pastors. And I read one of his blogs. And in his blog, he said, people keep asking me, when will we be church again? 
When will we be the very thing we talked about on the top of a mountain? And this was his answer. That's up to you. This is not the church. You are the church. And you have a God who will never leave you. You have a God who will never forsake you. There is nothing in the world that can separate you from God. If you're downtrodden because of the pandemic or the election or the racial relationships or whatever's happening in your life, you know God is right there in that moment. If God can stand on the top of a mountain with a man and his wife who are dreaming about what their future is about and share with them that they don't need any of that because they already have more than God could ever supply for. And God can meet us right here. And God can remind us that Jesus is the Christ. And God had us in God's hands when God created us in our mother's womb. And that every day we walk forward from here, we need to hear the words that God spoke to me on the mount. You have all of this. You need for nothing. Because you have all of this. And all of this is the love of God. Amen and amen. made a promise on that long road home.
the three of us, me and my two friends.